hey, this isn't just an idea. This is something that's well thought through. Sure, we can test it to see if it has the impact, but this is why we're pushing it. Welcome to SEO Unveiled. I got a great guest today, Gus Pelogia. He's a journalist turned SEO. Wow, what a crazy, crazy story about that is. And he's currently a product manager, SEO manager at Indeed.com. It's a great big property. Gus is an alumnus of Faculade Gaspar Liberero, a respected journalism college in Brazil. He built his SEO career abroad, working both in-house and at a digital agency in Argentina, Netherlands, and Ireland since 2012. Right now, I think he's coming in from, from Dublin too. Before Indeed, he worked in companies such as Despegar.com, Wolf, Wolfgang Digital, and Teamwork, working with clients from travel, e-commerce, SaaS, and professional services. Man, he's got so much breadth of his experience that this is going to be a fantastic interview, I bet. He also su supports companies and marketers for free through the Growth Mentor Platform as an awards judge for European, UK, and US search awards. Welcome, Gus. Thanks for joining us on SEO Unveiled. My pleasure to be here, and let's have a nice chat today. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be exciting. So, you know, the first thing that I saw when I read your bio was how does, you know, journalists turn SEO? I really want to learn about your story of how you get started, got started in SEO. Yeah, I think most people that started in SEO around the time that I started or maybe, you know, years before, I kind of just, you know, stumbled upon this uh, new universe. So I said a journalism. I thought this was going to be my life. I wanted to be in newsrooms and interviewing musicians and, you know, doing that kind of stuff. And, yeah. but at some point I wanted to live in a different country as well. And I moved to Argentina and moved from Brazil to Argentina and then things started, you know, slowly started moving. I got a job in marketing and, you know, kind of nobody really knew SEO that well at that time. So I was like, you know, you know how to write, you know, you can, can you do some blog posts? Can you do page titles and whatnot? So that's kind of how I started, but gladly in high school, I also did IT schools. So I knew a little bit of, you know, HTML and how to make websites very rustic, you know, not much that you would be used these days, but knowing yeah. HTML at the time, and it was like, oh, Okay, so if you if I put together what I know from journalism, I can you know write stories that can get links, and I also understand a bit of of this other side. I can look at the code and see if the title is right, and see if a page has a flag and all of those yeah. those things. So for me, it was kind of these are the two things that I studied in life in one profession. So I was very excited when I discovered that I could use both of these abilities in a new job. I, I mean, I think that's fascinating. Where you know, you start in journalism, but you turn into someone that understands how people just can actually read the material too. So it really is a great blend of both your your background and both your backgrounds that you've that you've had. So I I think it's pretty pretty awesome. I think it's probably almost more of like the ideal profile than the typical profile, which is pretty cool because you know sometimes you meet people that are writers that turn into SEO too or technical like developers that turn into SEO but it sounds like you you kind of had both from the very beginning which is pretty interesting so i mean i'm really excited to learn about some of the trends that you're seeing in SEO right now and what you're most excited about i am quite excited about two things and i'm not sure how new they are but they are a big part of what i do now so i'm very excited about topic clusters it's been a trend, a conversation for a couple of years now. And I remember 
maybe three, four years ago, looking at the list of keywords for my clients and like, why are we looking at those, you know, 30, 40, 50 keywords? All of these, they kind of belong to a page. Shouldn't we be looking at the value of that page instead? Because yeah. people search in all these different ways. And, but, it, you know, it was just a thought in the back of my head and eventually, you, you know, optimize a few pages for this and, and that kind of stuff. But at some point I realized, oh, there are a lot of people talking about this. There are tools that will help you cluster content and, you know, put value behind a page, not just, just a keyword. And you can see there are like tools and software now that can help you do this at scale. So I, I think that's something very exciting about SEO and it kind of takes you a little bit out of that mindset of here's a bunch of keywords and you get to talk the, you know, the, the CMO or the, the marketing manager talk that is, here's the potential of this page. And, and then you start getting to, you know, something more more interesting. The other trend that I, that I see these days that I'm quite excited about as well, and I'm, you know, at the start of learning these things is entity SEO. So, you know, Google is smart enough to understand that you belong to a certain universe and not just, well, this page writes about the project management, but you know, they also write about the recipes. It's like, no, okay. You know, Google knows that it belongs to a certain universe and understands entities and topics. And the more you write about this, you know, the more of an expert you're going to be. I, I think this is a bit of a concept that you can bring from a person, right? The more you learn about a topic, the more an expert you are. Google's just, you know, transforming that view and showing that, okay, this website, what's the knowledge that is inside this website? And then you get into other things like EAT and, you know, what is the knowledge of the people inside this website? Can you trust this? And yeah. I, I find I find those those two things very exciting right now. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty interesting talking about both of those concepts. Going going back to topic clusters, I'm really kind of interested to understand, you know, when you talk about like page based, are you starting with a page or do you start with like a keyword and kind of go from there? I would start I I think both ways would work. I still start from from the keyword and then you classify later and see how they all blend together, but at some point you might just come from the other side, you know, if you have a page that already has some traffic and you maybe optimize for one keyword, but it's also ranking for a variation of that or a longer tail keyword. And you go back to your search console and then you see, wow, I'm answering those things as well. And maybe I didn't find the search volume for it at first, but Google is showing me that there are clicks and impressions for this topic. So, you know, there's another win that I didn't even know that I, that I had, but you know, let's protect that as well. So I think it can come from both ways. And then what kind of tools are you using? You talked about Search Console, but you also said there's a whole bunch of tools to help with topic clusters. I'd love to understand a little bit more about kind of how you would start, you know, if you're if you're like a new SEO, like what what should you do to understand this concept better and how do you how do you how do you actually take advantage of it? Sure. So there is one tool that I really love that is called Keyword Insights. And they are they are new in the markets. They they might be a year and a half, something like that. And I remember doing that work. I remember in the first week of my previous job, sharing that work with an intern and saying, we have a list of keywords. I want to know what type of results are, are ranking for this. So we know if we can fight for this keyword or this topic with a product page or a blog page. Mm -hmm. So 
as I started doing this for maybe three, 400 keywords manually, just going one by one and put like a little spreadsheet and told her, okay, you know, we'll look at the results. There are five blog posts, there are three this, there are two that. And, and then I realized I found kind of just stumbled upon a keyword insights and it was like, oh, are we just spending hours and hours doing this manually? And yeah. there's a tool that is doing this for us. Um, I don't know the pricing now, but it wasn't expensive. Sure. You know, from all, all the fights that you have as an SEO to get resources, this one wasn't a fight at all because it was so cheap and saved so much time. But yeah, that that's my my goal too for this at the moment. Fantastic, fantastic. I mean, I I, I love that I love that insight and, and help of how to how to start with with getting getting insight on topic clusters from that that cool tool. Probably, probably an under the radar tool to use part of our our name, and and then you know going on to NTD base. Can you talk a little bit more about you know how you're how you're implementing stuff on the NTD base side of things? Because when you talk about like knowledge and like developing more knowledge, like it it you know one thing I wonder about is like are you essentially kind of writing on the same topic just over and over and over? Like how do you how do you differentiate and how do you how do you develop that knowledge graph, if you will? Yeah, I wouldn't just write about this. I mean, it depends how you look at it, right? So let's get a topic. If you get project management as a topic, that is quite broad. So if you just do a little keyword research and you keep banging on, you know, I found 50 keywords, you're gonna keep writing about this. Yes, you're gonna be saturated really quick, but I think there are tons of other ways to uncover this without just looking at keywords. So, you know, interview your customers, check your search console. There were, you know, tons of things that maybe people in the company wrote before you and your keyword tool is not giving a search volume for it, but you can see that people are searching for it. Yeah, uh, I think there are always like different angles to go, and uh, you know that that's a way you can always get more creative. And I I think some of the it's funny because the when I started and before I started in SEO I had a blog, and I was just writing about things I had moved to Argentina, so I was writing about things that I had in mind, that the struggles that I had as a person that just moved to a new country, and then later I realized that oh people search for all of these things, so. You know, there was no cured research behind it, but I was building a knowledge inside the universe of how a Brazilian lives in Argentina. So I think that that's a way to go. I think it's very important as well to show who you are. So, you know, who is the journalist behind this? You know, Google, it's very, very smart at this point. So it knows that Gustavo, you know, writes for this website and this website and that one. And it's going to connect, you know, am I writing, always writing about SEO? You know, does it show how many years of experience I have? Does it show where I live? And uh, does it show the college that I went to? You know, am I showing my expertise all over these places? And although this is unstructured data, it can be structured. But if you don't have control of, you know, if you don't own any of these websites, they will just pop your bio somewhere, somehow. Yeah. Um, so I think that's also another way to control some of that, right? So like you're reading my my bio earlier, you know, I want to rank for the the carousel for my for my college. They show the alumni. Yeah. And so for me, one way to do this is like no SEO cares about where I went to college. You know, I did journalism school, it was in Brazil. That's all you need to know. But I wanna appear on that panel. So what I'm what I started doing now is getting my bio in all the places that I can naturally, places that I'm 
you know, being a guest on or that I'm yeah. publishing a post to make sure that I'm mentioning that to build that knowledge that I'm part of that universe as well. Yeah, and, and in the name of that that college is so so challenging for for like a uh, a natural English speaker like me to to pronounce. <laughs> so it's it also makes the host have a have a fun fun thing to figure that one out. That is true. But I'm sorry. I already gave a hard time with my name. I made it even more complicated now. I mean, it's it's you know I I've learned Spanish when I was younger, but Brazil, but Portuguese is always a always a challenge for me to figure out how to how to pronounce a lot of things in Portuguese. So it's it's funny. It's funny. But you know, kind of kind of jumping over to a little bit more. You, you talked about structured data. Can you talk a little bit about like you know how you how you see structured data and what you're doing with structured data and how does that fit into your overall strategy? Uh, sure. So I think I remember seeing at Brighton SEO a few years ago someone from Google saying that at some point they would just figure out everything without structured data. Yeah. So if you want to put it, great. But if you don't want to put it, that's fine because you're gonna find it. I at first I thought you know oh we must have structured data at all times. There's no you know. It, it's a, it's an opportunity. It's a new thing. So I implemented for you know every client that I had that I could. Yeah. Google would identify things, but you really couldn't really always know and say this is causing an impact, right? Because a lot of things that you put there, they they don't appear in the SERPs. Um, you know, they don't appear directly, or they might appear, they might not appear, depending off how many pages are using, or you know what Google decides to change for this query or yeah. that query, but. I, I still think it's important, but I believe now in the combination of both. So if there are places that I can annotate things that are relevant for me and for the the user as well, then I go for it. I don't go crazy annotating every single thing that I could, you know, because sometimes it might just, you know, go against you. Maybe if you put a lot of FAQ structure data, people might just find the answer before they click on, on your website. Yeah. And it depends the reason, right? If you're a hotel and you have a, an FAQ where you're putting your opening and your check-in times, that's fine. You don't need people to to click through. But if you want them to book a hotel, then if they don't click through, maybe they see the pricing there. You know, you know, there, you know, there's so many things that Google is already showing that are almost preventing people to click through and find the answer and stay within the Google ex- ecosystem that. I make my choices there on what is what is relevant to me to have as a structured data, and what is relevant also to just keep on the you know the the search as well. That that's really smart because I feel like if you if you get the answer completely without going to the page, and it's something where it's something where that person could convert, then it's it's going a little bit against some of your your KPIs of trying to generate more traffic that's going to convert. Where you know, if you take the hotel example, they could book on a lot of different sites. So if you're working at a booking site, then you can lose them to a different booking site. But then you're also competing with the other booking sites. Of are they structuring their data and how are they doing that as well? So I feel like it's a it's a real mind twist to how to get that right and how to how to improve that. It sounds like something you got to test a lot of different things to try to figure out. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> so. I mean, one thing that I'm wondering, you're talking about a lot of different tactics here, a lot of different strategies. So how are you getting SEO prioritized and implemented at your company? I suffered through the same thing that SEO suffered throughout history, which is getting resources to get stuff. I'm very glad that I don't have this issue anymore. I think the 
the team at Indeed knows the, the value of SEO really well. And it might be that I'm just bragging about my company, but I think it's the, the place that I had the, the most support and resources to do things. So I'm quite happy with the things that I have now. But most of my career, I lived through the, you know, the harder times. And for me to, to get stuff done, I try to get out of the SEO mindset. So if I'm talking to a CMO or if I'm talking to a stakeholder that doesn't care about SEO as much as we do, everything has to be numbers. So if I say, look at the size of this opportunity, I found that we only need 10 pages to rank for all of the keywords. Well, how much traffic I'm going to get and how many people are going to convert, how many sure. new trials we're going to get. So if we don't give some of these numbers and they might not be perfect, you know, it might be I'm estimating this based on search volume and the CTR for position number three, you know, it's, it's half-baked. You're, you're trying to find a, a way there and you can put all of these caveats, but if I don't put those, those numbers behind it, and if I don't explain a way that is exciting to them, things won't get implemented. So I, I love to join, and there are two formats. I always enjoy doing slides to explain these things. Even, you know, I'm just presenting my strategy. If you don't make it visual, if you don't make it, you know, easy graphics and simple numbers, they won't buy in. And it's not even because, oh, they don't get it. You know, if they are talking with the owner of the company or if they run a business, you know, that's what matters to them. Like, I also don't know. I had a client that, uh, let's say, in the hotel industry, you know, they, I, I know nothing about the how, how many people cancel last minute or what are the epic rates they sell or how much it costs to run the, you know, the breakfast table for an extra hour. And so yeah. I know nothing about it. I just want, you know, people, did people book, you know, can I look at my analytics too and say, I got you this amount of people. That's all I know. So I try to understand the other side as well, that they don't really know about all of the things that, that we know and that we care about. So I always try to pitch on slides or now it indeed people prefer like longer documents where you, you're saying this is the involvement of all different departments and whatnot. So, you know, I joined a format that most people are familiar with and I try to talk the language that is not an SEO language. Yeah, I mean, I think that's super smart because a lot of people in the industry, I feel like we get so focused on, you know, rankings, how, how many keywords we're ranking for, what is our average position, what is the kind of impressions and, and the search volume and, and how much traffic are we really getting but at the end of the day, if that traffic doesn't convert, if that traffic doesn't turn into real revenue, then you know it's it's a little bit pointless, right? And so I think it's smart to convert a lot of those, I mean, metrics or estimates into something that is a, a number that people outside of SEO can really relate to. And then you can go to other stakeholders and other departments, and then it can make a lot more sense to other people. Right. So if you book it, if you talk in terms of revenue or number of new customers or something like that, that's a lot more tangible across the board versus traffic. Right. You could say traffic, but what is traffic? Traffic could be, you know, people that are just reading stuff that are just for information. Right. Some people that might, you know, it, it, traffic could be like people that are, 
No, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of something that's job related that that isn't conversion related, but I'm like having a struggle because I'm like, well, if you're if you're a hiring person and you're learning how to interview, like that might be a good topic, but that could convert into a job posting. Or if you're a person looking for resume help, that might turn into looking at jobs on your site. So I feel like you have a lot of avenues to generate traffic that can convert. But there's a lot of sites that where where the traffic is some sometimes more informational and that that may not convert. And so it's it's a real question of what what kind of things are you doing to prioritize based upon what's going to matter to the company. I, I really like that. I mean, what are some of the typical challenges you faced working across stakeholders that I mean, I think you talked about some people didn't get it in other companies, but I I feel like even in companies that do get it, there's always challenges working across stakeholders and how are you getting how are you getting some of your your initiatives better supported or or how are you overcoming some of those challenges or or not? Yeah. So I think at, at first for me, even before getting at Indeed, I worked as, as a client manager for a few years, SEO client manager. And that's when those conversations started. And because I was in forefront of giving those answers, I couldn't hide anymore. I couldn't say, oh, we are doing another crawl on this white on, on your website this month and we found another 10404s, or you know, we have this new tool that is gonna let us know when this is happening or that's happening. But I had to transform those conversations. So or my ass would be, you know. On the line, I have a team of SEOs and PPCers and other people doing things in back, but I'm here talking to the client. So if you're not talking business, they don't care about anything else. Sure. So having those tough people at first is bad, but it's also good because it transforms how you how you present yourself and the language that you that you bring in. Now it indeed, I have a product manager that is really tough on everybody. And you can see that when people are proposing things, it could be SEO or it could be a different team. She's, she does she does not hide from the tough questions. So sure. if people are like, well, so you see, because EAT is doing this and you're going to like, okay, how are you going to track this? So I do not see a way to track this or I... I do not agree with the system that you're putting in. I want some more questions, some more answers for these questions. And, and over time you learn, like, you know, that you cannot go with a conversation with her or with her team, just with some wishy-washy things that maybe it's, maybe it's not even wishy-washy. Like let's, let's get, I don't know, topic clusters, right? SEOs are all over. They're talking about this. You know what it is. I don't need to explain it. But if I say, we're going to do, you know, have all this topic cluster opportunities, give me the numbers. So, you know, that someone's going to be tough with you. So if you want to get your project across, you have to go prepared with all of that. So at Indeed, we use an internal, I don't think it's even internal, we use IQL, which is a version of SQL that we use to track a lot of things. So even when I'm pitching a project or an initiative that I want to do, I can already come in and say, this is how we're going to track it. And you know how SEOs have some tools and PPCers have other tools and everybody has a different one. This is a company-wide so everybody has to know how to use it. If I work in different products or if I work in different teams, I need to know it. So everybody's familiar with how it's done and how how it works. And everybody knows how to how to query different things, sure. which is great because then the language is always the same. You know, I'm not saying, but look at the 
you know, my keyword tracking tool is giving a higher visibility, but traffic went down or, you know, PPC is looking it up, look at the conversions we got here, but well, half of those were not real conversions or, you know, yeah. all, all of those issues that you have with uh, using different tools. I mean, that's, that's really interesting. I, I kind of love how, you know, you say this, this one stakeholder that was, I guess you with using some of your words, it was tough was was a bit of a challenge because she she wouldn't let something that wasn't well thought thought through she wouldn't kind of let that through as far as far as gaining her support but it almost sounds to me like if you are able to find the toughest questions and reorient your strategy of how you pitch things based upon your toughest stakeholder and give them what they need then you likely can win over a lot more because now you're giving a lot more analysis that's relevant, not just to her, but I think other people outside of her would also probably find more in some of some of your pitches more insightful because of how you know you've answered the tough questions before you even got started, right? So if you're if you're putting together a, a deck or you're put, putting together a written document of this is the reasoning why, here's how we're going to measure it. This is why this initiative makes sense from a, you know, from an analytical perspective. This is our expectations. Here are all the, all the risks and uncertainties. And here's a range of possibilities. And you kind of give people a lot more thick analysis of, hey, this isn't just an idea. This is something that's well thought through. Sure, we can test it to see if it has the impact, but this is why we're pushing it. I, I love that because, man, I, I feel like that should be like taught to a lot of SEOs. I feel like a lot of SEOs could, could benefit from that. Yeah, I, I feel like on on top of all of that, like I, I get better at what I'm doing is because she forced sometimes to, to do things. I, I got used to it already. So I already know that I have to come, come in with my best work. Yeah. Uh, and often, the people that are tough on you, they force you to do a better research that you thought, oh, this is, is going to take so much time. And over, like, quite often I end up finding something new that I haven't even considered. Oh, I can use this new knowledge or this new way to calculate things or to, you know, sort things for a lot of other projects as well. So yeah. you already know, like, a new way for your next project. So, you know, it's not just about getting one initiative out of the door, but it just makes you better as, as an SEO. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that's, I think that's super key because the more things that you learn of how to do things better in your career, is just going to make you a better and more productive in your day to day for everything. So, I mean, jumping over to a little bit more, more kind of like trends in the industry. Cause I, I feel like, you know, we've got a lot of good insight about how to prioritize and implement where, you know, what, I feel like there's so much that people are trying to do these days. And what do you think there's something everyone is trying to do that you've discovered a better way to do? Let me think. I think reporting, it's something that, that can be done better. I, I see some, I can't say a lot of people anymore. I've been out of the agency world for around almost two years. Yeah. But I used to see a lot of people just going on slides and, you know, cropping images every other day or once a month. And that first week of the month is like a dreadful, nobody wants to crop these things. But, and then one day I was the agency that I, that I used to work for Wolfgang Digital do like this weekly sessions with, you know, with the different teams showing what they're doing and innovations and whatnot. 
And then someone was just presenting, it's like, oh, we are doing this, this, and this. And then we use a super metric, so we automate all of these tables. We don't take screenshots of things anymore. She just like glanced through this as, oh, here's a little thing we are doing on, on top of all this other innovation. And I, I was like, why am I taking screenshots of things that, you know, I'm on one the smaller screen, it looks one way, and the other screen looks the other way. And then you have to change the, the dates every day, you know, once a month. And, you change, and it's like so much time I've been wasting. Like I'm, I left that meeting and I went straight to, to this person's like, how are you doing this? You need to show me. Yeah. And so it's not something new, but I, I used Supermetrics for many years to do reports and what they do. And there, there are quite a few other tools that do the same. Yeah. I, I was just using them. I know from what I heard, they're the most expensive of all, uh, but I haven't tested any others to say if they're good or not, but you can basically on a user-friendly environment connect to all sorts of APIs, let's say Google Analytics, and then you say, give, give to me every third day of the month, all the organic sessions we had for this property around this, this, and this. And you give me a graphic, you give me per day, and you give me the total sales of the month, and you compare me year, year and year. So you set up this once, and then it just updates on your, on your Google Slides. If you connect yeah. with, let's say, your Google Sheet, Google Sheets and Google Slides. So it kind of just does that driving work for you. So it would be maybe four hours of work. So you're not spending time on screenshots. You're spending time on telling the story of that report. Sure. I mean, I think that's that's super key of how you can become more efficient, more productive. And a lot of tools help you get there. What, you know, what, what are you... included. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what... <laughs> What do you think everyone in our space should start, should stop doing right now that they're just, that they're wasting their time on other than, other than this report, I feel like what should everyone in our space stop doing? Mm, I don't know if everyone should stop doing, but I think a lot of people will start doing is just uh, all the um, artificial intelligence content, like this auto-generated content. I've seen already um, like a few people showing how easy it is for Google to identify it. Google says that it's against the guidelines. People will do it. People will try it. They might get away with it. Yeah. I don't believe in the power of it. I believe that maybe you could do, I don't know, summaries of your or your content, or it, it can be partially done. But I would never say let's just run all of our blog on on AI. I think it's going to fail miserably. Yeah, it is definitely a controversial topic about AI and and how people are using it, and you know, is it useful or is it not useful, and and what's working in it and what's not working in it. I, I feel like a lot of people are are like you that are like really serious about SEO are avoiding it at all costs. And maybe it's some of the people that don't have as big a property that are struggling or trying to figure out how to make like tons of content with no budget. I mean, if if you're trying to like gain some momentum in a space, right? So with a company like where you're at now, where you have some resources, what what would you do if you know your boss mentions like let's try to do AI because we can generate a hundred articles in a week, like what what's your thought of how do you how do you deal with that if that if that came across? Uh, yeah, so I would just show some examples of how easy it's for Google to identify it, and I've seen people using you know free open tools to to just show like this is how easy it is. Here's a AI generated copy, and this is something that I wrote, and this is how it can be discovered. Yeah, but also if if that comes if my boss comes to me and say 
we want to do this, I would say, you know what, let's test it. Yeah. I've, there, there are a lot of things that I, I just discovered by testing or things that maybe the general knowledge would say, this is the way to go. And my company wanted to do it in a different way and it actually worked. Yeah. Or things that you sometimes do for, you know, we're going to do for the sake of doing just to, you know, take a box in the line and turned out that was a thing that it was, you know, solving a problem. So I also believe in the power of testing. And so that's the direction that, that it would take. Yeah, I, I think that's a great, that's a great direction. And I think, you know, we have some time right now to, to kind of shine a spotlight on you. Is there any projects that you'd like to talk about? Or is there, is there anything that you'd like other people to know or ways for people to get in touch with? Sure. So I am quite active on Twitter, which is at with a G. That's where I live my, my SEO world. You know, I'm, I'm on Twitter every other day. I engage in conversations. I, I answer to people when I feel that I have a, a relevant answer to give it to them. Every Monday, I or almost every Monday, I participate with uh, Aleda Solis and uh, Aleda Solis and a bunch of other SEOs on SEO FOMO, which is a Twitter Spaces call that we have not not during the summer now, but I think we'll we'll come back in September. So yeah. every Monday afternoon, European time, we are having a chat about what happened in, in SEO the, the previous Yeah, month. I mean, that, that's a great community. So, I mean, from topic clusters to entity SEO and reporting and how to make your reports seamless and, and how to have a really thorough documentation so that all, a lot of stakeholders will really understand perspective and, and try to try to implement your your strategies. I feel like you've really covered so much today. I really want to thank you so much. And everybody check them out on, on, on Twitter. Thanks so much, Gus. Appreciate the time. Thanks for, for having us. Thank you, Clay. I hope the people that were listening got something from it. If I can help with anything in the future, just drop me a message on Twitter or find me on Growth Mentor as well. We can have a half an hour chat for free. I get no money. Leave me a review. That's the only thing that I would ask for. And that's it. Let's uh, let's do more SEO. Yeah, a five-star review. So it, it hits the schema correctly. <laughs> you, you, get, you, get, you give an honest review. If it's a four-star, I'll take it as well. I'll get better. Thanks, Gus.